Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the WrestleMania Night One preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Andy Murray of What Culture to look ahead to the first night, first of two nights. Of WrestleMania. I bloody love a two-night WrestleMania. They better not change it back next year. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we review Raw, SmackDown. For now, my brain hurts and I can't think of another way to describe it. The Wednesday night war between AEW and NXT. <laughs> Pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Andy Murray to look ahead to the first night of WrestleMania. The reason being, of course, Andy Murray and Adam Nicholas will be doing our live stream tonight for the event. Very much looking forward to this, Andy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, You know, the obvious point of appeal for these shows is the return of fans uh, en masse to a a WWE event with 20-odd thousand people there each night. It's going to be Really, really fun to to have kind of like a live reaction to feed off and and feel the energy once again. It's been so long in this kind of empty arena era. We we originally christened it, although I guess technically it's not quite that anymore. Um, and you know, on top of it, while the build to WWE pay per views, you're always going to be able to find things that haven't been done particularly well, and you can certainly say that for a lot of these matches, but. If you look at the matches for both nights, I think this is a pretty solid lineup. And if you kind of take it in a bubble and just look at the card and judge it on what the card is without taking any of the outside stuff into account, which is hard to do because wrestling doesn't exist in a bubble. But if you can do that, it's going to be a good show. I'm look, I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to Mania uh, every year. Not as much as the Royal Rumble, which is my ho- most hotly anticipated show of the year. But yeah, should be fun. Two nights, three and a half, four hours each. Not an eight-hour marathon. Gonna just sit and do a stream with all the great, all the great viewers and everyone else, and have fun with Adam Nicholas. Drink a few beers. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Two, two, three, four contenders for match of the night for me. Uh, let's start with something that may well be out of date by the time this podcast comes <laughs> out. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon. This will go out on Saturday, of course, as a SmackDown that always trips us up usually before pay-per-views, and well, as part of that speculation, rumour and innuendo, whatever you want to call it, around this tag team turmoil match. It leads, of course, to the tag team title match on night two. At time of recording, the teams competing in it are Lana and Naomi, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, the Riot Squad and Natalia and Tamina. 
First off, Andy, how do you feel about that? And who else do you think could or should be added to this match? Yeah, so if they haven't already been added when we're recording this, I think that they showed the match graphic with Billy Kay and Carmella on it kind of kind of shows their hand a little bit, doesn't it? I would, you know, I would be very surprised if they weren't added on SmackDown 24 hours from now, but technically 24 hours in the past because yeah. of the recording time. <laughs> taping taping is crazy. Um, so I would 100% expect them to be added. I think this match and obviously the title fight the following night kind of feel like a cynical excuse just to get the titles on the pay-per-view because it's not really a built thing, this. It's just something they randomly decided to do. Now, to be fair, Shayna Baszler and uh, Nia Jax have had interactions extensively on Raw, in particular with Lana and Naomi and Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. And being but on you... occasions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like... You can look at that and go, okay, well, they have history, so maybe they you know, belong in the conversation or whatever. But I think the whole situation here kind of shows the extent to which this is just kind of a thrown-together division that hasn't been given much, if any, kind of booking respect in a while. In a while. You just look at these pairings. I mean, Lana and Naomi have existed as a team for, what, two months? And they kind of wear the similar colors of attire sometimes, and that's the extent of it, okay? <laughs> Uh, they both seem like really nice people in real life. Maybe that's why they're teaming. I don't know. Uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Yeah, they, I guess they've had a bit more tenure, but there's not much to them. They come out and have a five-minute match on Raw and usually lose. Uh, <laughs> the Riot Squad, okay, yeah, fair. They exist. They've existed for a while, and they would probably be my pick to win this, primarily because they're uh, an established team. Natalia and Tamina, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh. Natalia is very talented, but you know Tamina's been around for a long, long time without changing much uh, to her act. So it's of all the things on this card, it's definitely the most difficult thing to get excited about. But that's not a fault of the performers as usual. It's just the disregard that's gone into booking it. So hopefully it'll uh, outperform expectations. Who knows? Billy Kay's been a lot of fun uh, since you know the really silly iconic split. So maybe she can add some juice. When you say difficult to get excited about it but there is speculation rife mainly around the what culture office uh regarding new teams being added i mean hamlet's even sat there and said to me yeah i think we're gonna get uh bailey and becky Lynch, maybe, or bailey and charlotte flair or <laughs> what's he on about any chance that you reckon that or, or or even my fantasy booking of yes or like you say we're speculating something that's already happened but Carmella's taking a sweet time in saying that she will partner with, with Billy Kay. What's to stop Billy Kay as Carmella's making that entrance where she's lit from behind, she's having a bit of a boogie. Just someone comes on and kangaroo bloody kicks her out the way. It's Peyton Royce. The band is back together. And yeah, obviously that's my fantasy booking for them to win the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, that would actually make a lot more sense and be a lot better than literally any of these other teams apart from maybe the Riot Squad winning. Because, like, they shouldn't have split they shouldn't have split the Iconics in the first place. They're an established team of chemistry. They're really good together. They're better together than they are apart. Yeah, man, I'd be here for that. Like, the Charlotte and, and Becky and, and Bailey and all this stuff, it's kind of like, why? <laughs> like, they're big names. They would make a better match. But it's like, why the hell would bet like... Charlotte just turn up and go, hey, guess what? I've got Bailey with me now. I, 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 I love the idea of this being a more star-studded affair, which it would be if you put Charlotte and uh, Bailey or someone else in there, but it doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of things that don't make sense, look at this for a segue. Neil Cage match, Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. This genuinely is a match I'm gutted I'm not on the stream for. Yeah, this should be fun, right? Like, the the thing is, this feud has sucked so bad. <laughs> but it, at times it has kind of veered into so bad it's entertaining territory. Like when Braun was cutting his promo about doing it for the stupid people or whatever it was last week. <laughs> or this week, sorry, on Raw. And then all the over-the-top Shane stuff. You're a dummy. I'm going to do hopscotch to show you're a dummy and all this. It, it's fun. I like fun bad sometimes. And the Shane McMahon stunt shows are always a good time. I cannot think to the last Shane McMahon gimmick match that wasn't at least entertaining, right? Even The Miz at WrestleMania the other year, which we were fortunately fortunate enough to be there for, was loads of fun because he just jumps off stuff and does silly things. Um, Braun is in a weird, weird place at the moment. Uh, they have done quite the hatchet job with that man and his character over the past few years. But I'm kind of choosing to err on the side of maybe this will be a fun train wreck. Maybe he'll do the choo-choo noises inside the cage this time for a bit of variety. I don't know. Uh, we, we're going to have fun watching it, I'll tell you that much. It's not going to be a five-star match. Of course it's not, but maybe they, we can make most of it. That's my faint hope for all of this. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't, you don't have to drink alcohol. It's, it's entirely up to you. Uh, <laughs> I, for one, will be playing a drinking game that whenever they are playing a train noise, I will be drinking. Uh, maybe yes. get through this match if I'm perfectly honest. And like you say, it's mad that they've gone. What's Shane really good at? Jumping slash falling off big things. Right, let's book a match where he has to be confined within the ring. Then there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and and just to clarify, I assume you're going down this road or this train track is more appropriate. Uh, Braun has to win this, otherwise he is a legitimate idiot, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the whole point of the feud, isn't it? I'm going to prove that I'm not a moron. <laughs> if you lose, you are absolutely screwed, pal. So yeah, he has to win. There's nothing else. There's yeah. Nothing else. Aside from Shane falling off stuff or maybe being thrown off the top of the, the cage back into the ring, obviously this isn't going to be when didn't Braun lose a match because he threw Kevin Owens off the top of a steel cage. Did I dream yeah. that? Yeah. Hey, you know what, man? That might actually be the finish here because it would be like, how stupid are you, man? You lost because you threw your opponent off the top of the cage. That would just prove Shane's point. <laughs> oh, God. That, yeah, nope, that's the finish. That's definitely what's going to happen. Gee whiz. Um, what I'm thinking is Shane's obviously big brain time is going to be handcuffing Braun Strowman to the ring. And then I think he's going to do the whole Abyss-esque from DNA ripping off the, the yeah. Shane sweaty bastard that he is who won us <laughs> again I think via sweat when he faced was it the Miz yeah it was around the time he was facing the yeah. Miz because his top just came off <laughs> so sweaty <laughs> for God's sake anyway disgusting, disgusting man oh, anyway <laughs> um what's I gonna say yeah Braun gets him as he's trying to escape throws him back in the ring I think Braun has to pin him Braun escaping a steel yeah. cage is dumb. So he has to pin him. And I, I'm i willing to bet. There's not many things I'm willing to go out on a limb on. But I'm willing to bet that there's going to be a dunce cap at some point introduced into this match. And then the end shot will be a very fat, sweaty Shane McMahon with a dunce's cap on his head as he's lost. Yeah. I, that, think, I mean, or maybe some goo because they bloody love gunge and goo and all that bollocks. Yeah. 
Maybe they'll get the Dave Benson Phillips back and just gunge Braun. Why the hell not? It, uh, oh, no, wait, they've already done that. What am I talking about? Yeah. How could I forget? Yeah, I mean, like, this this whole feud has been a catastrophe, but uh, I, I kind of like a catastrophe every now and then. So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, it does have the lowest floor on the entire card. I think, you know, even the 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 women's tag team turmoil match here, which has just been thrown together as it is, has less chance of being a disaster than this. But wouldn't a disaster be kind of fun? Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Okay. Um, a match I don't think will be a disaster. I think it will be a, a bit of a sleeper hit. It's going to be Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Bad Bunny's been a, a real breath of fresh air, I thought, on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, like the, the thing about Bad Bunny is that a lot of wrestling fans are are immediately cynical whenever someone who isn't pro wrestling comes in, like a celebrity from outside comes in and oh, taking up taking up all this airtime from the great young talent they could be pushing. And to be fair, they've got a point. They they do have a point. But Bad Bunny is a huge star. Uh, he's a bigger star than WWE itself. He has made an absurd amount of money in in merchandise revenue since coming in and. Uh, on top of all this, the pro wrestling stuff we've seen from him so far, it's actually been pretty good. It's yeah. actually been pretty good. The guy can throw a really good worked punch. We've seen that. And who would have seen that coming? Unless he's actually just punching people in the face. <laughs> Which, you know, well, that's you know, it works for Shane McMahon, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. It works for the king of potatoes, uh, the tatty man himself. <laughs> um, but... You know, he, he can throw a punch, he can take an ass kick it, and he caught a pretty good promo in this week's episode of Raw. So rather than, you know, there was a time when I was that wrestling fan who approached every single celebrity match with cynicism. And, you know, to be fair, it's kind of justified when you look at, like, Snooki and things like that, <laughs> right? But but in recent years, Stephen Amell has done really, really well. Pat McAfee might be the celebrity goat in pro wrestling. He's been awesome every time he stepped in and Shaq did a really good job on Dynamite as well so I'm not saying that this is evidence that Bad Bunny is definitely going to be good but I think he might be good particularly if they only limit him to like I don't know doing a big elbow drop or something right you, you can teach him how to do that um and say, Damian Priest dogs frog splash conspicuous by its absence in your list just then <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, you never know man you never know but like Hey, you know, they've got good stooge opponents. They've got a couple of dark heels that they can they can kind of make a fool out of without really harming them. I think if you're going to book Bad Bunny, this is the best thing you could have done. And uh, I'm going to be optimistic. I think this might be better than the Shane McMahon match. <laughs> yeah, you might be right there, to be honest. And uh, I think just looking across this entire card, this is the result I'm most confident on. You do not bring yeah. Bad Bunny in. Start the Royal Rumble, have him do the Booker T performance, then go off the, the turnbuckle after someone smashes up his uh, DJ area and then not have him win and, and presumably strap the rocket a little bit to, to someone like Damian Priest. I hope so anyway. Um, but yeah, I think Miz and Morrison are going to bump brilliantly for Priest and uh, yeah, really hopefully show show how much Bad Bunny's... Uh, uh, learned, I think, because I like you say, I think he's got something to offer uh, more than just yeah. amazing amounts of social media following. Yeah, absolutely. And you hear all these reports about like how well he has applied himself to to wrestling and stuff. He's not just come in and been a passenger and taking it easy. He's like learning and stuff, and he's a fan of the sport. I think it's really cool. And 
uh, it, it, WWE needs to do things to make them cooler. Bad Bunny is cooler than WWE. He's far closer to the zeitgeist than WWE has been in 20 years. Stuff like this makes sense, man. And, you know, it's never going to be for everyone. Uh, but let's just have a laugh and watch Bad Bunny pinning The Miz, a former WWE champion. It's going to be hilarious. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Let's move on and talk about another tag match. This time for the Raw Tag Team Championships. It's the New Day versus AJ Styles and Big George. Uh, a lot being made on Monday Night Raw, Andy, of AJ Styles' losing streak. They're winning the yeah. tag team, aren't they? Yeah, they're definitely winning. 100%. 100%. Um, it's such a curious way to book people, isn't it? By presenting them as total losers before they go and win the bigger match. It, it, it's so ass backwards. It's kind of ridiculous. But uh, yeah, he's lost three matches in a row um, on Raw. And that tells you all you need to know. He's They're going to win the belts. I would have had this as the match. I think we did a podcast on this a couple of weeks ago where I said, you know, if one title isn't going to change hands, I think it'll be this one. But that has been totally undone by the past few weeks. Uh, he's def- They're definitely winning. This is such an interesting thing because what on earth is almost going to be like? How is he going to wrestle? How, how much has he learned? What's his training been like? I love watching debuting wrestlers who've been around for a while Mm. because you just have no idea what they're going to be capable of and you learn something on the night. Uh, With him, with Omos, it's particularly exciting 
because you know uh, the last person I was waiting for the debut of and building it up in my head was Wardlow in AEW, and he had oh. that great match with Cody. But the thing with Wardlow was that he was an experienced indie guy. So if you wanted to watch Wardlow before that match, you could go on YouTube and find some matches. Uh, with Omos, he's done a couple of battle royals and a tag match or whatever uh, on the NXT house show loop two years ago, and that's all we have of him. And it's you know the footage isn't there. So I'm dead excited to see what he is and what he can do. There are things you can do with a lumbering big man when he's tag teaming with one of the greatest wrestler of all time that it won't matter if all he knows is how to throw his opponent like a dart or do a slam. Um, You can just kind of book him like a late career Andre the Giant when he could barely do anything and they just built him up as the ultimate weapon in tags. It's going to be fun. AJ's great. The New Day are one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Uh, maybe the greatest in WWE. I think that argument is right there. And you've all the appeal comes from almost for me, seeing what he can do. Uh, he's in there with three tremendous pro wrestlers. Exactly. So. Yeah, I, th- I think you can put you know AJ with with either Kofi or with Xavier, and they'd have you know a genuinely really good match. And they've probably been holding back on a lot of that with with what they've been doing on Monday Night Raw, especially because they knew half of the finishers they were going to go to. Um, but also, and not to to neg uh, Big George too much, because I'm very excited to see if he can do more stuff like throw Kofi around like he did uh, a couple of weeks ago. If there's many, many people, apart from me, I feel like Dol- Dolph Ziggler is one of the best bumpers in the WWE right now. Definitely. But if all Big George can do is stand still or slightly lift his leg up like Great Carly used to, Xavier Woods and Kofi's going to make it look a million dollars. But yeah, I, I think AJ and, and almost as WWE are calling him, are leaving as Raw Tag Team Champions. Actually, this reminds me of a question I was going to ask you at the beginning. I completely forgot. New day to come out first. Like, who do you want to be the first team or person out at WrestleMania to get that huge pop? Huge pop. Oh, it's tough. It's really tough because you look at this. Um, you look at this lineup, and I think previously when we talked about this, I said uh, Bianca Belair as the challenger for the women's title in the opener. But there's now a chance that that might be the main event. Um, if Sasha Banks' Twitter activity today is going is anything to go by, so. Not too sure that would happen. I think the New Day are probably good candidates for it, actually. Like, they don't have the big crowd-popping entrance theme. You know, it's it's, it's a great entrance theme, and it suits them. But it's not like an, an explosion of noise that instantly makes you go boom with it. But who doesn't love the New Day? Who doesn't like these guys? For all the chit-chat about them being stale and all this, and they've been around for ages and they need to evolve, no, they don't. No, they don't. Live crowds love them. They sell merch. They're really popular. They don't need to change the damn thing. Yeah, it's a great shout. I mean, the misguided WWE thing would be, hey, Shane McMahon's coming out first, wouldn't it? Uh, but yeah, man, it's a great shout. I mean, it would certainly be uh, a better shout for me personally than what I think will happen, and that is Hulk Hogan. So <laughs> let's, yeah, let's pray for the New Day option over him. But um, yeah, good shout for me. Uh, I'm going to talk about next about Cesaro Seth Rollins. It still shocks me every time I say it that this is Cesaro's first singles match at WrestleMania. What? No, surely not. Anyway, he's facing Seth Rollins. This is an easy contender for match of the night, isn't it? Given the time. Yeah, from a pure like work rate perspective, it's it, it, it's quite clearly the one that you would most look forward to and go, hey, this is going to be really, really good technically and everything else. It's crazy that Cesaro, Cesaro, sorry, has been around for so long. 
What's he been in WWE for a decade now? It must be that. It must be that. Like, or close to it at least. Uh, against Seth, it, it hmm. this current Seth character is really weird. The uh, the drip stuff and the the wild suits. I'm not too sure he's pulling it off as well as as maybe some other people uh, might suggest he is. But it doesn't really matter. I think for what's going on around and outside it and everything else, uh, they're two fantastic wrestlers. Cesaro again, I would put in the bracket of one of the best of all time from a pure in ring perspective. And I'm excited to see what they can do. Um, the concern with a match like this is that it's WrestleMania. Well, obviously, there have been lots and lots of genuinely great pure wrestling matches at WrestleMania. Primarily, the appeal of the event is the Hollywood bombast and the moments and everything else. So it's always a concern that a match like this will only get like eight or ten minutes. But hey, look, it's a seven-match card so far. It's a shorter night. It's every chance they'll get the time they need to craft something meaningful. And I hope they do, and I hope Cesaro wins as well because he's been waiting a long time for that WrestleMania singles win, hasn't he? Yes, it makes sense if you're WWE to have Seth Rollins go over and use this as a catalyst to put him back into a, some sort of title picture. But for me, you can do that on a week's notice on SmackDown. I think you can just have him be like, remember when I was world champion loads? Yeah, I fancy having that back again if Brian's champion or whatever. <laughs> this is really the key moment for Cesaro for me uh, along with all the others just yeah put him have him win here have him challenge for a title world title at a pay-per-view like money in the bank where people aren't just buying it for the title matches job done for me yeah um but yeah Cesaro has to win and preferably break his record for swinging Seth Rollins en route because in terms of like crowd reactions People counting along to that will be bloody loving it. And uh, yeah, Seth Rollins, he just, he knows exactly what he's doing. Just so annoying. I mean, the other week on SmackDown, he was like, he will never swing me at cut to immediately being swung again um, as many times as Cesaro can be asked, basically. But yeah, good to see Cesaro get a singles match at WrestleMania. And uh, yeah, for me, his first win at WrestleMania uh, in terms of a singles match. Obviously, he's won the Andre the Giant before. Uh, let's talk Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. SmackDown Women's Championship, like you say, potential main event. Should have been the main event yeah. if they'd put WrestleMania together on February the 1st, in my opinion. But still, yeah. um, oh, it gets, gets tougher and tougher to call this. I feel like you have to put the title on Bianca Belair, but Sasha Banks is still Sasha Banks. So yeah. has she ever won a match at WrestleMania? I was glancing at this the other day. You remember Sasha Banks ever winning at WrestleMania? Off the top of my head, I could not tell you either way, to be I'm perfect. Gonna, I'm going to check out Darren's win-loss records. Right? Go my on, Darren. Ever-reliable resource for uh, for our quizzes. I'm not sure if it'll be out yet, but we've got a WrestleMania quiz coming up this weekend. I'll look into that. You tell me what you you think about this match. Yeah, so this is kind of like... The, the epitome of what I was talking about in the introduction there. Um, they've made a real hash of the build to this match when it should have been so easy with all the can they coexist as partners stuff. It, it's just so, so contrived, pardon me, and silly. And probably like, I can't really think of a least, less compelling way of pulling off a Banks Belair feud than, than what they've done. And it that sucks. But at the end of the day, again, because I'm, one of these weirdos who can compartmentalize stuff and ignore the build to a degree uh, and just look at the match from purely what the match could be. It's a great pairing of two great wrestlers. Uh, Sasha Banks is one of the best in the world. 
I think in every department from character and promos and presentation to the ring work, she's a great uh, big match machine. Bianca Belair is, has been phenomenal for ages. She's got such presence to her, Bianca Belair. She commands attention, even when you're just watching her on television. And she's evolved from, you know, just when she came through, she could, she was doing a few power spots and, uh, she did the hair whip and everything else, but her act has really grown since then. And the, the hair whip is the best thing ever. And yeah. I wish she would do more, um, to be fair. But yeah, no, this this should rule. This should rule hard. I expect nothing but excellence from these two because that's what they've conditioned me to expect from their work. I think they're great. It would be nice to see them headline for sure. I think, especially for what like Sasha in particular did on the main roster last year when crowds were gone, her and Bailey were right up there as WWE's MVPs, if not WWE's two MVPs outright. So, well, uh, I can definitely see an argument for the other title, the other singles title match here, uh, headlining the show. I would like to see this one get that spot. And uh, yeah, you're right. It is tough to call. Losing to Sasha Banks is no shame because she's Sasha Banks. But uh, it would be nice for them to cap Bianca Belair's rise of a title win. Uh, the Royal Rumble win was extremely well played. The past few months haven't been as good, but a big win here would uh, undo all of that. I think it'd be tremendous. Yeah, I think kind of have to. Uh, off the top of my head, oh, I just looked then, by the way. Yes, yeah, Sasha Banks is 0 and 5 at WrestleMania. Yikes. Oh, wow. Um, and yes, and I realized as I was looking at that, Cesaro did technically win a singles match on the cook-off show against Drew Gulak last year, but oh. you, you, don't at me. Um, but, uh, like, since the Women's Royal Rumble started, we had Asuka, won it, lost at WrestleMania. Oh, good. We had uh, Becky, won it, won at WrestleMania. Charlotte, oh, no, so it'd be 50-50. No, I mean, it's very WWE to go 50-50. But yeah, I think Bianca wins. Uh, and I think it's the right thing to do. And I think you've got a whole host of people she could face on SmackDown. And yeah, if if they don't main, I don't think they will main event. I think they deserve to. I don't think they will. I think, I think WWE went hard on... I know they say, oh, everything's a bloody main event at WrestleMania. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre is what I think Vince will choose to be the main event of night one at yeah. WrestleMania, unfortunately. Uh, not unfortunately, but, but unfortunately for Sasha and Bianca Belair. Um, and I think I think as a result, you'll have the rematch of this main event, the next pay-per-view, uh, because Bianca Belair will win and Sasha Banks will step up a rematch, which is the right thing to do. And more Sasha and Bianca take away the iffy builds. I'm 100% here for, and I think it's going to be there. That's my pick out of everything for match of the night, Sasha and Bianca, without question. Uh, I think they've had what, three months to prep for this. They're going to tear the house down, in my opinion. But let's talk about what could well be the main event, that being Bobby Lashley uh, defending the WWE Championship versus Drew McIntyre. Lots of questions to ask with this, Andy. Rather than just, you know, who leaves as WWE Champion, Oh, the Hurt Business really split up. What, what do you reckon to all this bollocks? I think it's bollocks, yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, so I think whatever the plan is here, it sucks, right? It totally sucks. Um, if if this is just a pure split, which to me it does look like that at the moment, then it's terrible. Why? Why? Just why would you take <laughs> Like, genuinely, the coolest act on the roster, something that... MVP had had kind of taken three wrestlers who 
weren't necessarily well no okay all three of them were struggling before they came into the hair business how would you take how can you take this group of guys who worked so well together and had been elevated by forming together with this great manager um and they're still they were still hot they were still popular nobody wanted to see them split up why did you do that? it doesn't make any sense like and You've now turned Bobby Lashley into this crap heel coward who doesn't want to do his own dirty work. And it's like, yeah, okay, the, the chicken SHIT heel is a classic pro wrestling character and it works well when done well. But it's what WWE do for about 90% of their top heel champions when they're not named Brock Lesnar. It's really frustrating to see them go down this route when Bobby was doing so great as a dominator, as a big bruising destroyer man, because that's what he's tremendous at. So if it is just a pure split, it sucks. But if it's a swerve, it sucks as well. Because yeah. what's your reason for swerving? It's so that you can get around the stipulation that the Hurt Business are at ringside. Uh, or they can't interfere because they're aligned with Bobby. Well, now they're not aligned with Bobby, so they can interfere. Why not just have Lashley go over clean, you bunch of raisin bald cowards? If that's the end goal, it it's it's big brained bollocks, and I hate it. Um, which is because I love Bobby Lashley and I love the hurt business, and I'm a little mark for those guys, and I'm really upset that they're no longer here uh, as a stable. Like, like just with Bianca, just as the same with Bianca and Sasha, they've had too long to think about this, haven't they? And they've they've overthought yeah. themselves, like. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre, whatever you want to present them as. For me, I'd have just had both of them be hard bastards because heel and babyface tropes have really played out. And you can just say, like, pick who you like. Because at the end of the day, if as long as they have a great match, the crowd will applaud when Drew yeah. McIntyre lifts his belt, even if they were there to, to support Bobby Lashley or whatever. And the same, Bianca and Sasha. All you had to do was say, Straight away, first first SmackDown after after the Royal Rumble, face you for the title. Who have you been? Have you been meeting loads? Carmella, right? I'll show you what I can do with Carmella. She beats Carmella in half the time that it took Sasha, who suddenly realizes, oh bollocks, I'm under a bit of a threat here. They both go in as baby faces. Bianca wins. Sasha turns on her, and then you've got another ma match race. It's just it, they burn through so much stuff because they second guess themselves. It really frustrates me. This. Yeah, yeah, it's it, and then you hear the report about the hurt business going to Vince and saying, "Don't split us up. This is a crap idea," and that only making Vince more like determined to do it. it, it it's just uh, the system sucks. The system really sucks, and it's another example of why, I, like, genuinely, earnestly investing in things in WWE is always just going to lead to disappointment in situations like this. Um, so I, I really hate the whole deal. I hate the bollocks surrounding this match. But I think it'll be a good match um, at the end of all of it. The two big, massive men smashing into each other is a winning formula. I think Lashley hasn't quite had the same run as Sheamus, like in terms of having these big, beefy bangers recently. Um, but he's looked great whenever he's had a singles match. So... Mm -hmm. I'm excited for it uh, on that level. But yeah, the, the whole build has sucked. And it's all for the sake of what? Getting Baron Corbin on Raw? I like Baron Corbin more than I like, than most people like Baron Corbin. But gee whiz. Frustrating. 
extremely frustrating circumstances. And if the end goal is Drew going over and Bobby Lashley going back to doing whatever, well, now he doesn't have his great stable with him. And now he's back to where pretty much he was uh, at the end of the Lana feud. He still has MVP, who's who's awesome. But um, I don't feel good about any of this, really. And the idea that Drew would win because he can ha- so he can have a moment... It's also artificial. It's booking for moments rather than just telling an organic story is a big problem across pro wrestling. And I wish companies wouldn't do it. But if you can't tell, this match really brings out the cynical old man in me, for sure. Yeah, it's needless what they've done with with Bobby. I think Drew McIntyre wins. I think not just for having that moment. I think he's been a, a great world champion, you know, carrying them through this ongoing global blast. And whilst I don't think people should win titles just because of that, I think there's a chance he wins here, walks out on yeah. Raw and goes, wow, what a bloody year it's been. And then someone who he beat at last year's WrestleMania, and I'm not talking about the big show, comes back and says... Yeah, I think it's I think it's time you give me that belt back, and then they have the match run that back in front of a crowd with yeah. more than five minutes, you know, given to them because they can clearly do more. And like you say, in terms of the match itself, before I get too ahead of myself, as a dry run, what Drew McIntyre has been producing with Sheamus and Sheamus deserves so much credit for this as well. It's gonna be sensational if they go down that sort of yeah big beefy bastards who can still defy logic. Uh, in the ring because we know the athleticism that, that Drew McIntyre and in particular that Bobby Lashley possesses. Um, I, I, I hope that this isn't going to get yeah ruined by heel baby face tropes because these two men deserve a huge WrestleMania main event uh, and, 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 and a real standout performance. And I hope we will get it on Saturday night or tonight, as I should say. I always forget what day it bloody is. <laughs> uh, anyway, Right. Well, join Andy and Adam Nicholas for our WrestleMania live stream tonight. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE, of course. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Hey, I'll see you on the stream tonight. It'll be fun. Yes. It'll be a good time. A good time. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow Adam Nicholas at it's Adam Nicholas. Him, you're looking forward to seeing him tonight as well. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. Loads of WrestleMania content, of course, over the next few days. Uh, and make sure you join myself and Phil Chambers for night two of WrestleMania tomorrow night. Myself and Michael Hamplett will be previewing all that tomorrow as well. But for now, this has been WrestleMania night one preview. My thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. <laughs>